episode two of our podcast, which now has a name. It does? It no, I'm does. Kidding. I'm kidding. I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it no, does. it does. It does. Uh, we're now calling our podcast Platform Futures. My name is David Glazer, and we've got Guillango. And we've uh, together formed a, a partnership, uh, a research initiative called The Social Exchange that we've been working on for the past few years. Our first podcast was dedicated to debriefing the results of the study. Uh, just quickly to summarize, we, we went and we asked two questions, one, three questions rather. Uh, the first question was, which cause do you think is the most important cause to support? Uh, we looked at the UN uh, Sustainable Development Goals to uh, select those causes from, and then we mapped those causes to a brand. We asked folks which brand should help them support that cause. And then we asked the third question, which was why? And that was the, the start uh, of our little journey into um, how to impact these, uh, these different uh, areas and how to potentially put business models wrapped around uh, these social issues. And we've been investigating into the technologies uh, that support that. And, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, for, for now, we're going to take things in a slightly different direction because uh, since our last podcast, there's been, uh, there's been some, some stuff that's been going on. It's been uh, a wild 2020. It's been a wild 2020 mm -hmm. so far, yeah. Uh, the, the, the most prevalent thing I think that's, that's uh, come about uh, would be uh, this phenomenon called the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. December, December what, 19th was the first case. And uh, <clears throat> just today, it's what, 65,000? The... I think so, yeah. I, know, I got the, the numbers over here. Uh, there have been, oh, 45,000, so 40. just so less. So that's, that's good. Yeah, it's not 65,000. It might be 65,000 global and 45,000 in China. Oh, yeah, no, 65,000 global. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they, the, the interesting thing about that is they actually, just a couple of days ago, so that in case anybody's wondering why the numbers jumped, it's because they actually, um, and this is kind of a joke, but kind of true, they forgot to carry the one. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's, uh, they reclassified how the coronavirus is, should be captured. Mm -hmm. And then the numbers just jumped significantly. So uh, this is an interesting uh, um, case of both epidemic uh, disaster relations mm -hmm. and impact global, mm -hmm. right? With the undercurrents, but go on. What... Yeah, so one of the things that I find interesting and I wanted to kind of dig into a little bit today uh, was this question of whether the coronavirus is really as big of a deal as people think it is, or people are making it out to be, mm -hmm. uh, based off of all the the media attention that it's that is uh, generating and all the social media activity that is generating. Yeah, I think almost anyone that has traveled uh, that posts to Instagram, let's say, on my Instagram, has posted a photo of them with a face mask on. Yeah, type yeah. of thing, right? And those images are just permeating through the public consciousness. Yeah. And so it's like, is it, is it really that big of a deal or not? So um, let me, let me ask you, um, when was the first time you heard about the coronavirus? The first time I heard about the coronavirus was at work. There had been some, uh, some people at work that were discussing it and I don't recall the exact date. Um, it was probably in December. Yeah. It, I, I know it was, uh, it was a low key day at work. So it was probably just before the Christmas holidays mm -hmm. um, where people were just kind of uh, having some water cooler talk and uh, it just came up and I, and I had, I hadn't heard of it. So I was like, Hmm, what's going on? Let me, let me look into this. Um, but yeah, it was a couple days in and it was, there was, there was kind of like a somber, somber tone to the discussion. Um, and I was like, Hmm, something, maybe something bad has happened or I wasn't sure what, what the scale of it had been. That's funny because my next question was, how did you feel? And uh, not because I, I'm a therapist, but because I, <laughs> I'm not, but I play one on TV. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> uh, no, because I wanted to, in the question that you were talking about, it's, 
is this really a big deal or not? Mm. I think of like a, a really important thing to consider is how you felt when you heard the news. So like, did you, did it compel mm. you to listen, act, react? Mm. Like what, like what do you remember? Yeah. So the thought that came to mind was something's happening and I don't know, I, I'm not aware of mm. it. And it, that thing is significant. Mm -hmm. So I could tell that there was a significance to it. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me kind of feel an immediate, maybe pang of a, a bit of guilt okay. of like not being plugged in to what's happening. Ah, uh, okay. So I, uh, you know, so then what happened? Yeah. I had, I had <laughs> it, right? And then I, uh, I still didn't really know how big of a deal it, it was. It, it from, from what I was seeing was just that there had been an outbreak and, uh, and, even now, months later, I'm still not really certain whether it's the outbreak of something that's, well, it's clearly contagious, but is it, and, and spreads, let's say, faster than uh, SARS? Yeah. Um, but is it super deadly? Well, it's 2% kill rate, right? That's what I've heard as well, yeah. Yeah, so far. Mm -hmm. But, like, they could you could just forget to carry the one again. And then it turns out to be it's a data right. So, um, yeah, 2% kill rate. And, uh, I actually just recently came over a term called, uh, the rate of contagion or a contagion rate. I'm probably screwing up the name. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? Uh, the concept I'm familiar with. Yeah. So it's like the rate in which a, an epidemic can be called an epidemic. Okay. Um, where the susceptible people and the rate of infected mm -hmm. outpace the the rate of deaths and recoveries. Okay. So, like, if the rates of recovery outpaces the contagion rate, it becomes mm -hmm. a recovery, and then eventually the epidemic dies. So, it's like I, it's kind of built this weird thing for me. Because I remember when I first um, heard of coronavirus, I actually thought it was a joke, right? Mm -hmm. So I dismissed it out of hand because I was just like, what virus would actually name itself? Like, what kind of marketing scam is this? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's this weird, uh, we have this cool or this problematic actually noise problem mm -hmm. in social media, mm -hmm. so we, which we could actually talk about even more. Sure. Um, and then after when I realized it was real, I didn't know my my brain went to who, who benefits from this news, not in terms of the spread of this information. Yeah. Like, how is this information spreading and who it who does it incentivize to tell the truth first? So I guess we're what I would immediately assume is in a situation where there is not a vaccine, not, not to get too conspiracy theorist on, yeah. on, on folks, but uh, when there's not a vaccine available, so it's not the people that are making the vaccine that are necessarily immediately profiting, it would be people that are looking for clicks. Yeah. So, to again, to go weirdly into your question, it's like, is this really a big deal? Right. Or is the concept of it being a big, big deal making it a huge deal right right Some type of self-fulfilling prophecy yeah it's like oh i'm itchy i'm itching i'm still itchy thinking about it, make, it, thinking it, about it, the concept it, of being itchy is making me itchy yeah making me itchier all over right right like it's, it's almost like when you see a, a like bugs crawling on someone even though it's not you you get the tingles right so is, is that what's going on or is this a into you let me ask you to you is that what's going on or is this a bigger deal than or it are they underplaying it right like what like what do you think the coronavirus happens to be in terms of not conspiracy theory but in terms of data alignment with what's happening on the ground versus what you're seeing online and how you're interacting with people well, it doesn't strike me as immediately obvious that um, the Chinese government, let's say, would be misrepresenting what is happening in Wuhan, because there has been media showing the spraying of the streets, and uh, there's been reports about the, the contagion rate versus the death rate, and uh, 
I don't have any, let's say, evidence to believe that that's not that that's not true. Yeah. Um, given the fact that there's also been publicized, let's say, changes of plan, like like high profile changes of plan. Let's say certain organizations that would maybe have in a, a, a uh, you know a yearly meeting in a country close by, like let's say Singapore, mm-hmm. would be moving their their meetings. Um, events that would have been held there have been moved. Yeah. Um, let's say there's there's a, a, a UFC champion uh, that's chi- that's Chinese. Uh, she's uh, left China and now is training in a different country, and all these things have garnered um, media attention. Yeah. And so um, that that kind of it's almost like the the, the case for cover up is, is isn't really there. Yeah. Because it, it's it's already out to a degree. So totally. Um, the only thing is whether the numbers. Are, are accurate and, mm. and I, I don't have any evidence to believe that they're not per mm. se but mm. of course my mind is open to the possibility that they could be yeah but if they're accurate then i take this to be a a, a virus that's more contagious than sars but less deadly let's say and that makes it not the hugest deal mm-hmm. um, this is a bad like a bad kind of flu I guess. Yeah. 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 My understanding is there's flu varieties and let's say pneumonia would, would be something that would have a higher death rate than, than those things. Than, well, than yeah. Yeah. Things. Pneumonia is that's, that's a, it's a bad one, right? Yeah. You, wow. Um, no, maybe that's, a, maybe that's not an apt comparison, but no. So my, my understanding is, um, this goes after the, the, the old and the young the like the, the old the sick and the young mm. it doesn't really uh, impact um healthy people in the same way that it does the old the sick and the young and when i call sick i mean weakened immune systems mm-hmm. um but that's a let's not go down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. because that that was that was that's how we started 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that was day one of 2020. um Day two, no, day one, day one of 2020 was that and uh, the wildfires in Australia. Right. Yeah. Things are going great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like the, the reason why I'm talking about that is because we've had, um, you and I have had discussions on, on um, the concept of water. Right. Right. So when I see wildfire, I don't want to talk about that because I have no real value add on that. But like, mm-hmm. what, like what, what, what did that do for you? Yeah. So, it, uh, thanks for the question. That's an that's a interesting one. I mean, first from from the wildfires perspective, I mean, my mind goes to emergency response, and and that's uh, probably a good thing for us to discuss at some point. But your actual question was um, the concept of water, um, which is something that I've been wanting to talk about: uh, water management and the amount of, let's say, fresh water availability. Uh, one of the things that I like to think about is maybe piggybacking off of our conversation about what is overblown, what isn't overblown in the media, mm-hmm. what is being discussed and what isn't being discussed in the media. Um, there are certain things that I don't see discussed like very what? much, like fresh water availability, mm-hmm. let's say, like how much water there is. Uh, not always like general general air quality. I don't see that discuss too much although there there's advisory so maybe I'll, I'll put that i'll put that to the side yeah um but uh availability of certain um key minerals mm-hmm. like let's say what the, the street uh, name is uh coltan mm-hmm. uh, for the minerals that power all of our phones right pretty critical stuff only yeah. comes from a certain set of areas in, in the world right those areas may or may not be you know yeah uh, destabilized uh right yeah <laughs> okay um but there's the, that water is in that conversation to me about like what is not being discussed about something that's super critical but super uncertain yeah and uh and one of the things that you know i'd like to uh, in, to learn more about uh, to investigate more is the opportunity of putting uh, taking technology applying it to the challenge of water management and and building business models around it so one of the things I've seen discussed a lot lately has been this idea of water metering Mm -hmm. where let's say if you look at many developing countries they have uh, the water uh, water um, 
supply for a, a building site will be all sort of managed by one central area that is pretty analog. Okay. Uh, so that, let's say if there's a leak, you don't really see exactly where the leak is happening. You just know that the water consumption has gone up mm -hmm. and then you're, you're assuming, okay, if it hasn't been due to increased activity, it might be because there's a leak and then you have to kind of systematically go through the site and find where that leak is. Yeah. Um, that's my understanding of the, the challenge at least. Mm. What digital water metering in this case, which is these, uh, the solution being um, explored um, these days uh, would afford uh, people in that situation is the ability to put uh, more uh, sensors and water meters uh, across their systems so they can pinpoint exactly where the leakage has occurred. Mm -hmm. And then on an aggregate, more like industry level, uh, looking at the data as to where leakages commonly occur, um, getting some insight as to, you know, what are the common causes of leakages, let's say in like restaurants or whatever the whatever the industry is that you're looking at. Yeah. So this this idea of laying down like a, a, an infrastructure for data collection and having that fuel better water management is something that I think is definitely a big opportunity. Uh, I was having a, uh, a conversation earlier in 2019. And so these are the different signals, right, that, that I've come mm -hmm. across. Right? Yeah. Um, one was uh, I was having a conversation with a, a former CEO of a... Uh, what I think is at least a fortune 1000. Okay. Okay. Um, I won't uh, name names here, but, but this uh, individual was, was telling me that, uh, well, oh, well, I was bringing up the fact that one of my buddies has a digital uh, water metering uh, business mm -hmm. in, in Costa Rica. Yeah. And I was, uh, cause he was a VC. I was asking his, um, for, for some advice, but as soon as he heard that I was involved in water metering, he mentioned quickly that he was, he had multiple ventures in that, mm -hmm. in that space. Yeah. Um, I, I later looked him up and he's part of some, uh, this, this water, uh, venture partnership mm -hmm. alliance. And, uh, and then the conversation kind of stopped where it was kind of like, he's holding it to his chest. Yeah. He's just like, Oh, this is kind of like, I don't, I don't want to let more people in on this thing. Yeah. So that was my first signal. It's just like, we were having a good conversation, but it just ended. Yeah. Um, so that, that was interesting. Second thing was I uh, I went to uh, to a, an on-site MIT course in late 2019 on platform strategy, and at the end of the course, uh, the, the professor as he as he was wrapping everything up, he was like, oh, and by the way, I think this is a big opportunity, and he just put up a, a digital water meter on the slide, and I was just like, random, like where is that coming from? Serendipitous. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> So there are a couple different signals where it uh, is indicating to me that this is a really, uh, it's it's a, an emerging opportunity and it addresses something that we don't know that much about. Critical resource that we have not, I don't think we're really able to effectively manage. Yeah, well, yeah, no, you make great points. Um, I'm, as you were speaking, I, I was brought back to the time when uh not too long ago in i believe it was cape town do you mm -hmm. remember this uh yeah they were the first major city in the in the world to have a countdown clock for right the the lack of water right which i thought was crazy yeah and then i remember looking into how much they can how much water they consume mm -hmm. and then in reference to how much water we consume like as Canadians, mm -hmm. we consume some of the highest percentages of water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're pretty with it, yeah. So uh, when you speak of uh, water management systems on an industrial level, I'm thinking on a micro level, mm -hmm. just a level of this is how much water people are using in different parts of the world mm -hmm. in everybody's house, mm -hmm. right? Just so that they know how much water they're wasting, right? Or how to better manage their water. Sure. Right. So like, again, business opportunities abound, uh, which I think is, uh, sure, lucrative, but lucrative in thought as well. Like, mm -hmm. how do we become, and this is essentially what, like, triggered the first study in my mind, it was, how do we become better humans and get along with technology? Mm -hmm. Like, what are our touch points, mm -hmm. right? And we saw from, from, from the first report how people interacted with hey, water is a critical resource. Mm -hmm. Or uh, as we spoke about a couple of companies that bottle water mm -hmm. 
how people felt about those companies, right? right? So how do we how do we get better? That's an interesting point. So on the companies that bottle water, let's say, and and one of the things that you're that you're um, kind of touching back to, it was this uh, this insight from our from our research that was essentially people had different expectations on a brand based off of their uh, perspective as to how, what the negative impact of that brand was, yeah, or versus what they felt that that brand was capable of. And so in the case of, let's say, a Nestle, which was the one that, that we were, we had, um, they had a negative uh, association with Nestle because of the bottle, the bottling and, and sale of water versus, uh, let's say, a Google, uh, which uh, at the time was, was perceived very high, perhaps because of privacy um, and some other issues, maybe uh, less so these days. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, they, they were, they were uh, viewed very highly. And, and so at that, at that level, it's like, for Google, they expect to just tackle a big, important challenge because they've got the resources or bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And for Nestle, they expect them to to solve water issues yeah. to, to offset their negative impact. My question here is, could Nestle do water metering or would that be seen as too opportunistic? I don't think so. That's a great question. Um, and I wanted to jump at that answer so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I, I I don't think that it matters. Okay. I think the way so here here's my take. Nestle is not a water company, mm -hmm. and that's that's the real issue. Mm -hmm. We view Nestle as a water company because they sell us water. Mm -hmm. Nestle is a plastic company. Mm -hmm. They sell plastic bottles mm -hmm. and, in ways for you to consume them. Right. So like they'll sell you a bunch of different water and a bunch of different flavors, but it's plastic that they're selling. Right. Because water is technically free. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. Like, like, I, I you, yeah. so um, having that thought divorced mm -hmm. from Nestle mm -hmm. and water metering mm -hmm. um, allows me to say that it doesn't matter if mm -hmm. it's too opportunist, too opportunistic. Mm -hmm. If they are a water company then their goal should be re to reduce the amount of water which right. then goes against like their, their whole ethos of making money selling water right. <laughs> so um interesting yeah because the goal is for everybody else to reduce their consumption of water outside of what's in this plastic bottle mm. right so um and they would be still doing a social good sure right so uh, if Nestle sponsored, so let me phrase it to you like this. If Nestle sponsored your water metering at your house, uh, would you view that as being too opportunistic? Let's say they didn't logo. Let's say there's no logo, but you just knew in your mind that Nestle went to everybody's house for free. No charge, no charge to you. Just instituted a water meter and they wouldn't even collect the data. It was just for you. So all your privacy concerns are, are um, like alleviated. It's just an internal digital water meter to yeah. s for you to see. So would I take a handout from Nestle to help me manage my water better? For Yeah, for sure. Okay. 100%. Um, that would, that's a couple of degrees, I think, removed from what, what, what probably 100%. would actually happen, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's like to grandstand um, and not take that opportunity. Um, I don't think would make sense. Uh, it, it's it's interesting to to think about whether the public would accept them if the in in an environment where there are multiple competitors. Okay. Uh, can can you can you? What do you yeah. What do you mean? So by let's that? say they they have their own water metering uh, set of sensors and uh, like 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 let's say they have a smart home offering okay. and it's water management okay. Okay, versus a Google offering. Okay. Versus a, uh, you know, an Amazon offering. Okay. Et cetera, et cetera. Like, are they in the con? Would they be laughed out of the room, type of thing, or would they, uh, like, would they have a fighter, like a puncher's chance in that market, or would, or would, and I'm not talking about. Let's take scale out of it. Yeah. Because of course those aren't. Yeah. Really equal comparisons there, but let's if we took scale out of the equation and these were just different companies and it was just brand, just mm -hmm. brand strength. And they all had the same amount of money. 
Yep. Could they compete with those other brands? That's the uh, that's the ever present argument that sometimes speed matters more than accuracy, mm. right? So if they if they were the first to do it, mm-hmm. it and they gave it out for free, mm-hmm. I think based off of the way that people use Spotify, I think that they would be able to hold their own longer than if they were the last to enter the market. Um, but had a perfect product, mm-hmm. right? So I, I, yeah, the, that to me is a speed, uh, speed beats accuracy and precision. I should, I, I should have added that to accuracy and precision. Um, yeah. So jumping back really quickly, mm-hmm. I like, I, I was, oh, I lost a thought. No, it's back. No, it's, it's gone again. <laughs> uh, it was, it was to do with the coronavirus. Um, like, in terms of, in terms of, oh yes, this is what it, in terms of how people have responded to this, not in, not us, mm-hmm. uh, we are, we are just people. I'm talking about corporations and entities. Yeah. Has, has anything surprised you? Has anything surprised me? In terms of, in terms of the responses, like the corporate responses from, or, or, or like the impact on the economy, I guess, because your original mm-hmm. question was, is this a big deal or are we making this a big deal? Right. Mm-hmm. Summed up into two. So I thought that the Tesla um, initiative to provide free charging to electronic vehicles in China mm-hmm. uh, as a response to this was kind of cool. Okay. Right. It's, it's like what they can do in a really immediate sense mm-hmm. to try to alleviate some some form of burden yep there that was interesting did it surprise me in in the sense that um it was uh, it's it's kind of a a a novel a a novel idea but the fact that they're that they're just doing what they can do Mm -hmm. i'm not that that's part of their brand ethos to a degree like help out in 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 certain situations when Mm -hmm. when things are bad like when when the uh hurricane hit uh, Puerto Rico, they were, uh, they were putting their hands up to, to, to yeah. come help rebuild the infrastructure. Yeah. Free electricity uh, yeah. or make it a like, yeah. So it didn't necessarily surprise me, but it was something that I noted. Um, mm. What I guess uh, surprises me or maybe, um, maybe bemused by is that I, I have not seen much of anything else. Like I don't know what anyone else is doing about it. I haven't received, uh, maybe, maybe I'm just not, uh, I'm not plugged in enough to, to have heard about what, what certain brands are doing, but I, my understanding is the brands aren't doing much. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Because they're still waiting to see if it's serious or not. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the same boat as us. Yeah. So what is that? So it's like, there's a lot of noise right. and you, you've mentioned this before when it came to water management, there's a lot of noise, but, uh, what kind of signals are you picking up on when it comes to uh i guess our Mm -hmm. first two months of of 2020 or last five months of 2019 moving forward as a trend yeah i think it it's it's reminiscent of the ice bucket challenge okay how so in the sense that like for it was als yeah yep so the funding for ALS went up like crazy okay. because of the ice bucket challenge. And it was this really big popular thing. Okay. But the amount of people that have ALS compared to some other, uh, let's say underfunded, um, bad, like, like bad illnesses, yep. um, became out of proportion and it became a bit of a case study in, and not to say that you shouldn't support ALS, not to say that that wasn't cool and, and good. Um, but from a was it optimal perspective mm-hmm. there, there's some questions there in terms of maybe the, that money could have been better spent if it was distributed across the portfolio of other uh, ailments let's say okay yeah um, so i connected to that in the sense that when something catches fire on social media and becomes this uh, let's say uh this uh, accelerated um thing i, I look at the, the the coney um yeah thing as well yeah uh, to me, coronavirus is a candidate to potentially 
if we're looking back on this a year from now, be in in the in that sort of pool of things. Now, this is under the assumption that it, it's not secretly worse than I think it is, <laughs> and that I, I have enough information um, to be you know making this assertion on. But in terms of a, a, a signal, if I'm seeing any signals, or I'm, I'm thinking that it's it's it, it could be it could be something like that. A case study in uh, the hype. The hype. Uh, hype, hype, yeah. hype train um, gone wrong, and then potentially looking at back at the stuff that we might have missed. So it, while this is happening. So so I I in a year from now, mm-hmm. coronavirus big deal, little deal, no deal. I'm gonna go little deal. Little deal. Yeah. Has it spread? Yeah. Is this just something that we live with? Is this the like is another another variation of the flu? Yeah, it's another variation of the flu. Yeah. Like I thought SARS was going to be something that was going to be with us forever in mm-hmm. terms of how it pops up, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I'm I'm pleasantly surprised and I'm very happy that it does not. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, okay. I. I hope it's little to no deal. Right. I hope that this is a behavioral epidemic, right. not a medical epidemic. Right. Uh, but interesting to note that they actually both behave in the same way, hmm. right? Uh, that that contagion, the rate of contagion and the recovery rate is the same as a behavioral rate of contagion and recovery rate. So the more people listen, mm-hmm. the bigger the news gets. Mm-hmm until it reaches a saturation point and then people stop paying attention to it. Right. Right. So it's like the stuff that happened in Venezuela. Right. Huge news. If I were to ask you in the middle of it, big deal, little deal, no deal, you'd be like, there's no way that this is not a big deal. Right. A year from now. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard a, a word of it since. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hope it's little to no deal. And I hope that this is just, an exercise of behavior. So this this podcast thus far has been kind of dedicated to things that are, um, let's say, present a bit of a threat. To, to it's, it's been kind of like risk focused conversation thus far. Um, I'm going to double down on that. Okay, like this is a super double down. Okay. Okay. I feel like I'm one, at the casino. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing that you think. Um, or what's the, what, if the human race gets wiped out by something, what do you think it would be? Oh, wow. Okay. So I was, I was going to, I was going to disagree with you on this risk focus. I was going to say, we, we, we just warn against behaviors before it gets to the point where we're just like, well, we told you so. Um, so if there's one thing that is, if there's one thing that's going to knock us all out, like solar flare. No, honestly, it's the flu. Okay. The flu. It's that's that's the reason why everybody's so scared of the flu. Okay. It's, the flu wiped out a fifth of the planet. That's during, not that's not the whole that's not the whole planet. No, I know, but like a fifth off the planet during two world wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just it's 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 oh this is what it is. It's our fear of catching something. Mm. So we over protect ourselves which leaves us so sterile mm-hmm. that we just get knocked off from like a simple cold so it's not oh, even the okay. flu it's us being scared and we catch all all the catch a code and cold. we do it to ourselves yeah what about you what about you back from intermission with new mic placement so folks if you've been listening and it's been hard to hear apologize if you've detected no difference then ignore what i just said um, so <laughs> we were just talking about potential world enders, things that might result in the end of humanity, civilization. So, yeah. So let me ask you. Yeah. Um, the world ends tomorrow. Uh-huh. How? Like, what are you doing? Oh wow. And and how is the news? Because you know CNN, CNN is going to report it. Yeah. Right. Like there's 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 no one else that's going to. They they will be on. They already have a, yeah. a, like an end of new like this well, all the a, movies have shown us that yeah, it would be CNN. Yeah, now. it's always yeah. CNN. Yeah. Like 
so CNN's reporting it. Um, you're, 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 I don't know where you are. So where are you and what is CNN reporting? Um, CNN is, well, CNN might not be reporting anything. Oh, because the situation that I would have uh, envisioned or answered with in terms of question one uh, being the, like, what is the thing? Mm -hmm. I think it's something that we might not understand some uh, some chain reaction set off by messing up uh, something in the ecosystem or it results in a borderline instantaneous, like either change in the atmosphere or so just just climate collapse essentially climate collapse so it earth ceases to be inhabitable but it, it's it's less of a gradual thing i know that's that's out there but i just feel like our understanding of how the how our ecosystem works and the extent to which we manipulate it mm -hmm. is uh, out of whack so sorry let me let me let me jump in here sure because um do you know what happened a couple weeks ago in uh davos like the, 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 you know, you know what Davos is yep. like the, what is it? The uh, world economic forum. Yep. Uh, they had the summit. Yep. <clears throat> Do you know what one of the main topics was? Wasn't it climate crisis? Yeah. But specifically. Climate collapse. Uh, no, uh, water exploration. Oh, uh, ocean exploration. Ocean exploration. Yes. Right. And they were talking yeah. about, uh, mining, mining, yeah. um, the ocean floor. Right. Yeah. So yeah. What, everything that you just said, I was like, oh, they didn't listen to this lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And your 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 doomsday situation is a company or companies not listening mm -hmm. and going to the ocean floor messing something up messing something up changing the world godzilla yeah but maybe not well it depends <laughs> it'd be like it, you, did you watch the power rangers as a kid i did it, it'll be like that <laughs> it'll be like it, they'll, like <laughs> they'll all come from <laughs> from the depths. Yeah. Uh, okay. So y you think it's something that we um, we don't understand. We don't have a name for. Okay. We, uh, the climate collapse, I guess. I guess I can call it. Okay. So spontaneous so, climate collapse. So you think it's an acute thing? It just happens in one day, or do you like? Do you think it it it's something that? Yeah, I think we're more fragile than we think. Mm-hmm and the balance like just the something throws the balance off i'm not an ecologist i'm not a i'm not like a, a environmental uh you know science uh, person mm -hmm. but uh but that's what i would i just feel like we don't know we don't know what we don't know we don't know what we don't know yeah and we are confident but i think the issue is that we're so confident in the things that we think we do know that we're actually over, like we're 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 not paying attention to the things that we don't understand. We're just right. sweeping those under the rug, yeah. uh, and I think that's problematic. But um, what are you doing when you hear this news? If I do have the time to to react, yeah, yeah, you there's like between between. I'm, yeah. I, I'm picturing I Am Legend. Uh, do you do you remember that movie? Yeah. So I'm picturing it's it's that kind of scenario. Breakdown. Yeah. And it's unfolding. Yeah. Maybe like uh, what is it? World War Z. That was also a good. Yeah. Uh, a good breakdown too. As somber as it was. Uh, family. <laughs> yeah. At that point, it's really all about family, right? Yeah. It's all about where 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 are my where are my family members and what we, what could we do? Uh, if it's on if it's not survivable, you know there's a have you, have you ever seen that movie knowing by nicholas cage no it's a crazy movie spoiler alert uh it's a few years old so uh if you folks haven't seen it then you know well i'm just not going to apologize yeah uh, <laughs> but but essentially there's this whole um there's this whole plot that that leads up to a point where essentially what the big reveal is the earth is about to get hit with the solar flare and there's like less than 24 hours to react to it and it's it, it's it's utter eradication it's just like the solar flare is everybody yeah it's everybody it's it's just like the, the planet gets torched okay okay and uh, essentially what what nick cage uh, his kids get off the planet because oh of, you can get it off the planet okay his kids get off the planet but uh, but he doesn't and so he just goes to he goes to find his parents 
and they're just in their in their house just as like the neighborhood is getting torched yeah and they're just like together okay so it's just find find your family and be with your family so this this sounds cryptic uh but are you first wave second wave or do you survive generally like like in other than the situation that you just described do you see yourself as first wave gone mm-hmm. like yeah impact hits boom everybody gone uh second wave we're just like okay i survived for a few days like mm-hmm. i'm just like picture this like a movie yeah or do you... i think i'm second wave second wave I, like my ego would love to tell you that i'd be third wave yeah but i really have no survival skills it's like the whatsoever. big brother of 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 disease or planet eradication yeah just like now you got to go find your own food and stuff mm-hmm. i'm i'm uh pretty uh up up you know what's creek without a paddle no but you you have great leadership skills so, so I can get other people to yeah <laughs> to yeah, yeah. You, you'd be able to delegate oh, <laughs> you're on food you're on security I'll keep watch yeah so like that there, there's there's that and how do you think so, man I I I um again like I I enjoy behavior I think behavior is actually the most fun uh, that we can study so like in that situation and I we're getting off track that's okay but uh how how do you how do you how are you trying to communicate with people and what are you what like what are you what are the things that you're trying to do if you're trying to rebuild a society ah there you go what are the things that you're trying to do if you're trying to rebuild a society wow what's so the first mutual, thing that you're trying yeah, to do you uh, find opportunities for mutual benefit mm-hmm. essentially i find partnerships opportunities for mutual benefit not try to get over on anybody not try to form a, a hierarchy. You want you'd want a matrix environment in uh, in in the building of your society. Well, not to get too philosophical, but you could look back at the structures that maybe had led us up to that point, and depending on what the crisis was, yeah, you might want to look back at those structures and be like, that didn't work, so maybe let's try something different now. True. But um, let's say we if we don't have clarity about what led us to that point. Mm-hmm. You might, uh, yeah, I, I just think that that's a, a decent way to work. Yep. Uh, versus saying uh, you need to listen to me because I don't know. I can see what's going to happen in the future, or, or I, I would, I just, you know, another another uh, reason is to say what what leverage would you have when everything is reduced to nothing? No one has any leverage over anyone else really, other than their physicality, uh, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. And so mine is, I'd, I'd say, average to. Yeah, yeah, I average maybe slightly above average. Mm. So uh, I don't really have any any really uh, ground to stand on there. So it's really just about negotiation and finding opportunities for mutual benefit. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're together, then we can help. You know, and then there's another partnership available and and building from there. Okay. Yeah. No, that 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 makes sense to me. Um, what about you? Is there any is there anything that did you have did you have a, a back pocket answer to the question when you asked it? No, no. I, I would maybe just try to make people laugh. I, I think I'd just be the stand up comedian. Bring some comfort in a, yeah. in a pretty uncomfortable situation. I, I think that um, I'm just actually trying to picture me trying to be funny in a situation like this. Uh, which probably would be the exact wrong tone, but, or it, it's perfect. It's either like completely off or it's perfect. Um, but I, I, I don't know where my value add would be over and above everybody else's value add in that state of like initial, yo, what do we got to do? Does anybody need a PowerPoint presentation? Yeah, <laughs> I could draw Like, do you need a briefing note on your decision? Cause I could do that. I could use words and put it on paper really, really, really well. Call me when you form the government. Yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. So it's just like, okay, well, in in that case, maybe I'm just adding structure, right? Okay. So uh, like, but that is one of those very, very soft niche skills that you don't need at the very beginning, but you find essential just before you get to the next next stage, right? This is kind of an interesting line of questioning because it can lead someone to think about what their base base value add is. 
with nothing else, with no tools, let's say, at their disposal, what what would you what what could you do for others? So everybody strips you away from all your accomplishments, right? And you have to start from scratch right now. Mm-hmm. What are you? What, what's the tool that you're using? So I think I'm an okay talker. Okay. And I've got at least average intelligence. I think. Okay. I hope. Uh, what what is what does that even yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, so I think I, I I can brainstorm solutions to problems and try to get the support to to solve those problems. Yeah, I I I would agree with you. Uh, for you, I think that um, even the concept of how this comes to be is from a brainstorming session. So, and then this came, this came from nothing. Mm-hmm. So you've already done that. Um, interesting. What about you? Uh, I connect things that don't, that I connect the, the non-obvious. Right. Uh, and I do it in a way that's weird, mm-hmm. but I think it, it, it's, it's hilarious to me. So mm-hmm. I keep on saying that's hilarious when it's, it's not. It's a big pet peeve of a lot of people. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. And it's like, no, it's not. I'm like, right. You, you, you don't you don't listen. You can't hear what my mind is saying. Um, but yeah, no, I connect things that people don't connect. Um, and I think that's cool. But again, it's one of those skills that you you might not actually see the value of until you really, really need it. Right. Uh, whereas whereas your skill is is, is a like a baseline across the board skill which is something that you need to start with mm-hmm. right so you need to start with your brainstorming session before you get to the final ideation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? so mm-hmm. but but in a situation where you're building back up from let's say nothing yeah and it's, it's interesting how we got to this point of like let's say society our civilization uh ground zero it uh, all starts with yeah. you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much pressure man i don't know if i'm up to the task uh, but uh, but entertainment, let's say, if we if I know maybe I'm not doing justice uh, to what uh, to how you've described your skill, but let's say at, at a uh, at a starting point when there's uh, no connections, like there's there's nothing to necessarily uh, connect because nothing's been built. Um, there's still, you know, there's 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 the work uh, that goes into each day, and then you know there's you know there's only so much of that you can do. Uh, with with any 24-hour period, so then there's definitely always going to be room for taking your mind off of what's immediately in front of you. So the reason why I say the, the reason why I said it's not immediately apparent until you actually really need it is uh, so one thing: ancient societies, uh, some of the like if you if you read about them, some of the craziest conversations are about what happens at night at a fireplace the stories that get told the myths that get told and then how that actually builds the society up um but it's such a such a you actually have to go and read about that Mm -hmm. to know about the arc of that narrative right so you'll read about ancient greece but you won't read about what happens at night you'll just read about the major accomplishments and then make your story from that Mm -hmm. but where I'm connecting this to is one of the first questions that I asked you uh, when we opened up the topic about the coronavirus is how did you hear about this? Right. And I might not have remembered this correctly, uh, but you did say that you it was the water cooler. Yeah, it it wasn't at the water cooler. It was water cooler talk though. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there's there's a concept of a social gathering. Yeah to yes. disseminate information right. and then have that spread mm-hmm. and make or break your day, depending on what that information is. Mm-hmm. So um, that is where I would be. Mm-hmm. I'd be able to provide entertainment in that social grouping mm-hmm. and then either validate or not validate what's happening in the moment so that when people go and do their task, mm-hmm. they're doing their task. Mm. Right. But like they actually they they know that they can come. It's almost like I'd be the you know what I would be. Oh, this is so funny in my head. I'd be the news anchor. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> it'd be like the evening news, but it would just be funny. Mm. It, it would, I'd be a late night talk show host. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking too. Uh, I got another question. What's up? On this note of civilization collapse, mm -hmm. I don't know why I like this so much, but I actually have read quite a, a few like sci-fi books about this. Uh, maybe we can... Uh, sci-fi scholar? Uh, yeah. Maybe we can um, sort of wind down with this question here. Okay. What... Do you think that the human race would uh, have more longevity if it would continued the way it is right now um, without a collapse? Or do you think a partial collapse would be more likely to increase the, there's, this is a leading question a little bit the way I phrased it, but I don't mean it to be. Okay. Do you think a partial collapse would uh, contribute to the, uh, to increase longevity? So do, are you asking me if I want to be Thanos? Yeah. <laughs> was he onto something uh not whether you do it but what what do you think okay so i can't it's difficult for me to want to answer that question without referencing to say that thanos might have actually been onto something okay um but as you were asking that question i was jumping do you remember do you remember the rick and morty uh, there was a Rick and Morty episode when they went to a planet of snakes. Yes. And then they're just like, look at this planet of snakes. Uh -huh. They want to kill each other because they're different colored snakes. Uh -huh. This is ridiculous. Like yeah. what kind of world would do that? Yeah. And then they united to try to like, so. Right. Moderation. That's, that's the only way that I can answer. I, I'm jumping for two different things, but I, I'm saying so that. So not collapse, ju just being smarter about the way things are going now. Manage our water, manage our behavior, gotcha. have some water cooler talk. I We're like good. It. What about you? I'm going to second that. Yeah. Uh, partially because I agree and partially because we're, I think we're out of time. Ooh. Uh, so well done. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So uh, as we wrap up here, I will just remind the listeners that if there is a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the next episode, please send an email to info at the social org. Send us an email with any topic you want us to discuss, and we'll take it into consideration for the next episode. Until then, my name is Dave. My name is Guy. Take it easy.